now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager, Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They'd love to hear from you. I can help you too. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria for over 29 years. I'm a rare born and raised Victorian. I've never left here. Love our town and I'm a huge community supporter. In my time, I've helped hundreds of people with their real estate sales, uh, selling, or buying needs, and I'd be happy to help you too. You can find me on the CFAX website, cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me and the rest of the team sponsors at The Whole Home Show. Or you can visit my business website. It's the Prime Real Estate Team, www.primeteam.ca. I would love to help you. Real estate is a never-ending grab bag of stories, experiences, and tales told by buyers, sellers, and realtors alike. Everyone has an idea or opinion about real estate and the market. Is it going up or going down? Can I time the market or trick it in some way? Who knows? So many things to talk about. But today, we'll be having a candid and fun conversation with Kyle Kerr. He is a past president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, a fellow partner at the Prime Real Estate Team at Remax, along with myself, uh, and a good friend of mine. Today, we want to answer common questions and perhaps dispel some myths about real estate. Every week, we start off with a weekly listener question. If you have a question or story or curiosity about real estate, we'd love to hear from you. Call us. 250-414-6540, 250-414-6540, or again, find us online. But since we have Kyle Kerr here, we're going to answer a whole bunch of questions you may have already. Uh, so we're going to dig right into it. Kyle, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. I'm excited to be here, and maybe we're doing our own version of Mythbusters today. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> let's have some fun. Exactly. Let's do it. All right. So we should establish ground rules, though. Okay. So this is kind of like the cone of silence, right? Of course. Yeah. What uh, happens in the cone stays in the cone, exactly. right? Yeah. Apart from the listeners that listen uh, to the show. Yeah, the thousands of people listening, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, your backstory first. Tell us about, uh, tell the listeners about who you are. Well, uh, you I know can, who you are. We've yeah. We've been together well, for a while. So. Thanks, thanks, Tony. And as you touched on, I was the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board in 2018. Uh, it was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I served on the Real Estate Board of Directors for seven years. Uh, I've been licensed in Victoria for 10 years. Uh, so, you know, hit my decade mark now. I'm not quite Holy at almost cow. 30 for you. You probably yeah. remember these days, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, before I got into real estate, I worked uh, in uh, contractor sales, so dealing with construction supply materials. So I've been around housing development, you know, c- contractors, tradesmen for probably the last 
I don't know, 18 years of my life. Uh, I have a marketing background from Camosun College and Okanagan College. I grew up in the Okanagan, so I am an, Vernon, yeah. I am an island immigrant yeah, yeah, <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Vernon, uh, moved to Victoria 15 years ago, and this is now home. As you said, it's an amazing community, amazing city to live in. Uh, I love giving back to the community as well, and I just think we're we're truly lucky to be able to live, uh, you know, with everything going on. Uh, this is a great place to be. You know, we're going to get into this as we, as we talk throughout the episode here today, but one of the other things um, that... that I, that I think that you uh, received uh, experience on through your time through the real estate board is all of the issues in Greater Victoria surrounding things like affordability and yep. uh, um, you know government intervention, uh, tax uh, solutions, and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, man, you've uh, every, people in our real estate community know that you are very knowledgeable in this area. Yeah, thank you. I you know I, I enjoy. I think I think politics and and government policy is probably going to be some of the biggest factors that are going to affect the local real estate market. I think if you look over the last three years, but you also look back to the mid-2000s, you look at some of the government policy that came in in 2010, and a lot of it was policy-induced. So you have to be knowledgeable on that because I think it really helps people understand the potential impacts as we talk today about when's a good time to sell or when's the market going up or down. We have to really look at government intervention as a big part of that. Well, we want to start with this. So so we've got, I have 12 questions prepared. Whew, okay. Right? And hopefully we get through them because yeah. there's not a, lot, not a lot of time here, right? So Both we have of us 12 can questions. really talk well too. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got questions on behalf of buyers and we have questions on behalf of sellers. Perfect. Um, let's but, do it. But no, let's start with this because, you know, we, we talked about, uh, again, uh, government intervention, affordability and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's all was this dialogue out there uh, and we get it I mean we get uh, people responding to our YouTube videos and stuff and and there are people out there that say oh hey of course you real estate people are talking about the fact that the market is good you want to do that because you know all you want to do is earn your commissions and yeah. what do you care you you know you don't care about affordability all you want is uh, houses to be more expensive so you make more commission yeah so what, what's your response to that I always have a good smile to begin with, and yeah. sometimes I'll ask them that what, why they feel that way, but I think in the, the basis that I always start with is if the market was more affordable in Victoria, we'd actually do better. It's always kind of my first line because if everyone could afford to buy and sell a home, mm-hmm. we would be a lot busier, yeah. right? We'd be doing double, triple, quadruple the amount of transactions, yeah. right? We're, Victoria is kind of a blessing of its own curse in the sense of it's a beautiful place. People want to live here. We're confined to that island. But, you know, if even if prices go up $100,000, you know, we only make one and a half percent or 2% on that, whatever that may be. Yeah. So the, the nominal amount more that we make doesn't really justify how much better we would do if the market was more affordable. All right. This is, a, that's a really good point. You bring this up quite often, and that is okay. Let's just say, let's say if the market went down fifty percent, let's say houses went from nine hundred thousand dollars to four hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think all of a sudden we'd have a lot more buyers that would say, "Hey, Kyle, Tony, I want to buy a house now." How how busy are our colleagues in Nanaimo and Courtney and Comox right now? Because that's where affordability is on the island. So those guys are probably doing more business than we are. Because right now. people are making choices instead of coming yeah. to expensive Victoria, they go to Nanaimo, right? Yeah, and I think that you know how many calls have we gotten from people that want to move to Victoria from Brandon, Manitoba, some great places in the Midwest and in the, in in the Atlantic provinces. But when we talk to them and discuss pricing, they can't come here. So even if prices dropped in half, we'd have a wave of people coming here that have been dying to get in. Okay. 
And, and if prices went down, then they wouldn't stay that way because if you get that wave of people, you get those Manitoba, my Winnipeg pals, Ooh, Winnipeg I was talking friends, about, yeah. right? They they would start coming over here because the weather, they're like, oh, you know, I've had it with the snow. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden that 450 home is going to go back up. If we don't increase supply to justify that demand. I always ask people, what would stop people from wanting to come Victoria? And generally, house prices maybe might be one of the only things. Yeah. That or finding the right appropriate job. But people want to be here, right? It's it's the Hawaii of Canada. Yeah. You know, if you have a chance to be anywhere, why wouldn't you want to be here? Yeah. Uh, Keith Roy from Remax in Vancouver. Of course, yeah. I, you know, I, I, it's not his saying. He he doesn't take the credit for it, but I heard from him, and I, I laugh at this because uh, people ask him, what would it take for Vancouver prices to go down? And his answer is, easy. You grind down the North Shore Mountains, <laughs> you fill in uh, the ocean, yeah. you start burning tires yeah. and change the environment, and that would cause people to go away from Vancouver. Come on, though. Yeah, you look right? at the markets that have had substantial decreases, and it's, you know, places like Fort McMurray, right? Unfortunately, they were tied to a single economy, mm-hmm. you know, oil and gas. You know, unfortunately, they had that fire as well. But now those markets are readjusting, but it's because it was tied to an economy. Yeah. I always talk to people about the local economy here. I know you do you do presentations as well for different groups. And Victoria is such a diverse economy as well with military, government, tech, tourism, education. Mm-hmm. Um, and people I think, come here for a whole bunch of different reasons. Yeah, exactly. And and we're growing, right? We have Victoria is one of the best unemployment rates in Canada. So again, people now are finding jobs here as well. So, again, we got to realize that we're in a beautiful place, and now we have a great economy. So how do we deal with that? Well, like you said, I mean, it, we're cursed by our own success here yeah, in Victoria. exactly. That's what I, I mean, we're, okay, I was born and raised here, and I, I, I'm fortunate. Like, I, I had no choice. You're third generation, fourth third, generation? Third generation. Wow. Right? So you've and seen it all. I've seen it all, and, and I, I, I love being here, but, you know, really, almost everyone here has come from another place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, which also kind of burns me sometimes because those are the people that say, let's stop letting people into Victoria. Yeah. Right? I, you know, you, we could do a whole show on why we need to build a wall around Victoria. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. We're having uh, we haven't even gotten our first question yet. Yeah. So we're doing 12 questions uh, with Kyle Kerr. Uh, he is a past president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, partner at the prime real estate team uh, at Remax here in Victoria. A uh, good friend of mine. And uh, OK, let's get to our questions. But we do need need to take a break so let's do that and when we come back we'll start talking about buyers and let's start dispelling some of those myths sounds good back in just a moment you're listening to the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 thanks for coming back you're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe ever wondered about what goes on behind the curtain in real estate well that's what we're talking about today. We have Kyle Kerr. He is my partner at the Prime Real Estate Team at Remax in Victoria, uh, also a past president of the Victoria Real Estate Board and a seven-year um, servant of the Victoria Real Estate Board as a director. Thanks for coming back, Kyle. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Seven years. You know, i got to think about it because I think maybe I did seven as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, us younger us younger guys, when we get around that table, we may have to do a little bit more time around the table. Oh, right? my God. You were, okay, so you were president in 2018. I was 2008. Yes. Yeah, which is kind of neat because we have a real estate team that has the two of the three of us are uh, past presidents exactly. of the real estate board. And we'll get Angie in there soon enough. One of these yeah, days. We're going to get her in there, no problem. Yeah, the things you learn, though, I mean, it's uh, man, it was a great thing for me. It was a great thing for you. We talked oh, about that before. Oh, the, the amount break. of experience and knowledge and the you know the speakers I was able to see and, and just understanding real estate 
state on a global, international, you know, national level as well. It really helps frame your mind when you're, you know, giving suggestions and advice to clients. You know, one of the things that that uh, I didn't get involved with the real estate board for this purpose, but it was kind of a uh, uh, a, a happy. Um, a coincidence, coincidence or a, yeah. um, is getting to know all the local politicians on all yeah. sides, you know, yeah. all sides of the uh, yeah. uh, political spectrum. Totally. Yeah. Spent and, a lot of time with them. Lots of new great mayors in place now, too, as well. And uh, yeah, they're all trying to work on, the, you know, housing is an important topic, right? As we as we work through some of these challenges, um, you know, a lot of these mayors were elected on on platforms for housing. Yeah. We it, something that people should should understand, too, is the real estate board is nonpartisan. Yes. Like, oh. like we support all parties. Of course. Yeah. No, we're, we're strictly policy based. We are there yep. to review policy, give suggestions, give ideas and bring data and factual information forward from what we're seeing on the streets and the sales that are happening through the MLS. Yeah. Now it's time for me to give a little dig because yeah. uh, although that's what we're there for, it would be helpful if the government actually did rely on us for some data. And that's been missed a little bit in the past. You few know, years. yes, it, I would say it comes in waves, right? Sometimes there's, you know, great relationships and they do listen to us. Sometimes they bring the policy forward first because that's the, the platform that they ran on. And then they come to us after when things don't work out. So <laughs> we do have the ear of them. I, I there, there are some great local politicians and, you know, everyone's trying to do the right thing. Sometimes we have different ideas around that, yeah. uh, but everyone's trying to do the right thing. So so here's the thing, because we talked about this before the break, about the people that, that often criticize organized real estate by saying, hey, you guys are self-serving. All you want to do is make commissions. Uh, so, of course, you want real estate values to go up. Well, l- let's remember here, every real estate transaction has two sides. Of course. There's the seller and there's the buyer. Yeah. Obviously, a seller wants to make sure that their values are strong. Right. Oh, we serve buyers though too. Yes. Yeah. We work. It's fifty-fifty. Yeah. Right. Where for every every transaction, you know, even if a seller gets gets a great number, there was a buyer that was willing to pay that number as well. Yeah. And that's truly what market value is, right? As we work through some of these questions, what is a home worth? It's what a buyer is willing to pay in a free open market condition, and what the seller is willing to let it go for. Because sometimes buyers might not want to pay that big number, but if the seller doesn't want to sell it, that's where we end up. People and, forget, and hey, that's a good point because people forget about the fact that not every deal comes together no people people make an offer and sometimes they're too far apart you can't no you can't bridge the gap and i would say a lot of the times you know i'd say probably 90 percent of the time that i go meet with a seller i give them a price they want to list it higher (laughs) you know so it's not us setting the market it it really is we are are agents of our sellers sometimes because of your honesty with the price you don't get that client the client goes off and lists with another agent who had no factual data to back up the price and then all you end up with is a listing that sits on the market for months and months and multiple price reductions yep. and you've given them false hope of what their home may be worth like you said with no real facts behind and this it. is despite the fact that you would have loaded them up with all the information saying hey listen you know these other houses here are similar comparable this yeah. is what you should expect you know let's just say a million dollars and they go no 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 we want to try 1.3 yeah yeah. Oh, it's the condo buyer where their neighbor with the exact same floor plan sold for five hundred thousand, and they say theirs is worth five fifty. Yeah. Same finishing, same. And you ask them, well, why? Well, that's because that's what I want. My house is worth more. Okay. So uh, you know what? We're we're gonna go right into sellers then. Okay. okay? Let's go into sellers. So so, first. so this is a great one. A seller says, "I want five fifty, even though the neighbor just sold for five hundred. Oh, Mister Seller, why do you want five fifty? Well, it's because I'm moving to Vancouver. I need more money. Yeah. So uh, what do you respond to that? 
Well, it really begins, we have to set expectations, right? And so if we say, well, here, the market just determined that 500 was the was the baseline for this. If you want 550, we're now going to have to wait for that unicorn buyer who is not going to do, re- do due diligence, <laughs> not going to review the comparables yeah. and might throw you that money. But it's, it's such a rare case that in the end, you're going to end up spending more time on the market. You're going to miss that. You're going to miss that initial wave of buyers. We always talk about when you first go on the market, those first two to three weeks are so crucial crucial to the listing. Those it's are your, fresh. Th- yeah, those yeah. are your A-type buyers. Those are people who have been waiting for your type of property to come on the market. Well, if you miss that wave because you're overpriced and people come and look and they move on, you run the risk of losing those buyers who yeah. are your most ideal candidates. Uh, and then now you're starting to do price reductions and people kind of like, they smell the blood in the water, right? Well, they, they list it high. The sharks are circling. Yeah, the sharks are circling. Uh-huh. And, and you might end up in a position where by the time you get to f- back to 500, people now see your listing as stale and now they're starting to offer you below that price. Okay, because that's another question. Another question is from a seller, why can't we start high and then just reduce afterwards? You just answer that because yeah. because it's too late. It's too late, exactly. Right? And then and the other thing too is the presumption, you know, consumers sellers sometimes think, well, hey, it, there's no harm because if we reduce the price, then those people who, you know, maybe before saw it at 550 would be interested again. But are they? It's it's always hard to know. And, and like I said at the beginning, those people might have come and looked at yours, felt it was overpriced. Another great listing comes on that's well-priced. Yep. And they end up moving on that. They purchase it and they move on. So and now really what you're doing, if you're overpricing, you're helping that... Well priced. I always property. say you never want to be the listing that gets used as a comparable for a great deal on another property. Yeah. Because yeah. they say, well, look at this one's listed at 500, that's at 550, and then they go crazy for the other one. You know, I called, I called that the decoy. The decoy. It's the I decoy. Like it. Yeah. Right? Because it's yeah. true. And then sometimes, oh man, how about this? Sometimes agents actually use that overpriced listing as a way to demonstrate that theirs is a better deal. Exactly. They go, have a look at that other one. It's 550. Exactly. Right. Yep. Look at mine. It's yeah. only 500. It's, it's, real estate is all relative. And so you're using values from other properties to justify a reasoning for, and a case for what you're trying to do. Don't be the decoy. <laughs> right. Uh, how about this question here? Now, now that we're actually getting on questions. Yes. Um, a seller says, I got to sell. When's the best time to sell? Well, you know, I don't think Victoria runs a seasonal market. A lot of times you hear, oh, it's best to list in the spring. Right, spring market's always the best. You get, I've heard, you get more money in the spring. Mm-hmm. People can't explain why. Well, there's more buyers out there. There's also more sellers. Exactly. I uh-huh. said, do you want to do you want to list your place, say April first, when a thousand other people list their property, or do you maybe want to be on a few months before when there's less inventory? Right. If you look at inventory levels, and that's what I always say is look at inventory levels throughout the year, yeah. and maybe and benchmark maybe where you want to be. But why would you want to compete with? 30 or 40 other comparable homes. Yeah, specifically if there's other similar houses out at that Exactly. Home. Yeah, you got to look at your property type. You got to look at what your situation is. Sometimes personal situations will dictate this. We'll meet people in in December that say, I need to sell now. A job has come up in January, whatever that may be. Yeah. So I think you got to benchmark that at different times. Now, if you have a, a beautiful estate type property and it's got beautiful Unique. grounds, you might need to be on at a time where maybe that showcase is the best. Yeah. But again, we're going back to why, why people love Victoria. Victoria, you know, we, you know, it's pretty nice year round here. And so you don't deal with the Saskatchewan effect of, you know, three feet of snow 
up until May, <laughs> right? So I think you can list at different times here, but really it depends on the situation, looking at the comparable properties in your property segment and making a decision from Speaking there. Speaking of which, I don't know how, maybe you know, because Vernon is different, but how the heck do people do building inspections when there's snow out there and there's snow <laughs> on the roof and there's snow on the ground? I luckily right? didn't have to sell houses back okay. then. So <laughs> well, maybe we'll tune in one, one of our Winnipeggers and well, get them to answer that question. That. I got to write that one down. All right. Um, the other half of the one that's best time to sell um, is, you know, it's funny, all of the, you go to the uh, chapters and you get, or Monroe's books or whatever, you get the real estate DIY, you know, how, how to do it yourself. Yeah. And they all say spring is the best time. And they forget about the fact that it's not possible really to be the best time to both buy and sell at the same time. It's one or the other. That's right? a great point, actually. Yeah. Because if you are if you are selling to turn around and move up in the market or move down in the market, you're going to be going into competition with those others. You're going to be in the market. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's different yeah. than if you're leaving, right? Yeah. Uh, anyways, having a conversation here with Kyle Kerr. We've got 12 questions. We're halfway through the show now. We've only done two, I think. we got to hurry up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Kyle Kerr is part of the Prime Real Estate team at REMAX in Victoria, along with me and our other partner, Angie Hill. Uh, by the way, uh, we have come up as number three on Vancouver Island uh, for REMAX Western Canada, and wow. the last stats were number 30. So I think we do okay. I think we're doing pretty good. We compete good. with teams that are 30 people inside. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I'm all happy good. for the strength we're rolling. Uh, taking a quick break. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager from Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help in direction in your real estate real estate transaction ranging from mortgages to home insurance to legal matters to building inspections give any of our home show team members a call they would love to hear from you you can find their contact information and mine on the cfax1070.com website look under shows there you'll find us the whole home show and all of our contact information is there or reach out to me directly be happy to connect you Having a conversation right now with Kyle Kerr. Kyle Kerr is a 10-year veteran in the real estate market here in Victoria. He was the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board in 2018, having spent seven years as a director of the Real Estate Board. He is a member of the Prime Real Estate Team, works alongside with me, and has for many years. Uh, he's a great guy to get to know, knows a lot of people here in town, too. And we're having a good chat about, it's a Q&A, FAQ, things to know about real estate. Kyle, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so... Seven years as a director, you know, something that people uh, need to know, too, is you needed to get elected to that job. That's correct. Yeah, I was lucky enough. Well, you were actually the one who nominated me. We weren't quite working yet together back then. That was wild. Uh, I was, you know, I was a young man at 28 years Ooh. old, only two years in the business. Long time ago. Yes. Yeah, I remember you called me. I think I was just getting boarding a trip to go away on a vacation, and you said, Kyle, I'm nominating you. And I 
I think I came back and said no, no. <laughs> and then you forced me to, and I really appreciate that. We know and, the good ones. Yeah, thank know you. The good and, ones. Uh, yeah, so luckily enough, I was being able to be nominated by my peers, and uh, you know, there's an election process. There is. So every yeah. October, yeah. Uh, there's. I mean, this past year, there were there's candidates that don't make the cut. Exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, unfortunately, there's always great people who want to step up and volunteer. The Victoria Real Estate Board's lucky. There's the membership here. The realtor community in Victoria loves to give back, both within the industry and outside of the industry. There's lots of great realtors who do a lot for the local community here. Um, and so we have committees as well. So we have we have, we have more volunteers than we actually have places for, yeah. which is, uh, as a lot of people may be listening who work on community and in nonprofits and in associational stuff, that's hard to find sometimes. Uh, and so realtors here, they really love giving back to their industry because they take pride in it. And uh, and as we talk about that, you know, a lot of realtors here are just great professionals who like to, you know, go to work every day yeah. and, and spend time with their families. The community one is a big one. Uh, uh, again, we started our show talking about people that criticize the real estate community because all they want is commissions. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I, both you and I have gotten to know so many great realtors who do volunteer work oh. and committee work in Greater Victoria. I mean, you think we have listeners here who, I mean, let's think about it. The symphony, opera, homelessness. Um, Habitat. Our for humanity. Place, yeah. All of them have real estate professionals who are either on their boards or committees uh, now or in the past. Um, we are, we are, uh, our industry is fantastic for volunteers. Oh, I agree. And I, you know, I've always said as realtors, because we welcome so many people to the city and help them move around the city, we're kind of gatekeepers in a sense of welcoming people. And so, you know, and we're very blessed to be able to work in such a beautiful city. And I think a lot of realtors respect that and they want to give, they want to make the city better, mm-hmm. right? That's what our main goal is. We want people to be happy happy in the new homes that they buy and we want people to feel comfortable when they sell as well and so you know it might be a few bad apples out there from some of the stuff that happens but it's such a rare circumstance because the rest of them just absolutely love what they do and any opportunity they get to give back it's, it's amazing to see and this is so this right now is a call out to i know that we have realtors that listen to this program yeah Right. Uh, so this is a call out to any realtor who um, has never thought about becoming more in the community. Do it. You yeah. know, there's associations and organiza- organizations out there that are looking for volunteers. And when you think about it, our industry is really well positioned to go out there and serve the community. Because first of all, we're not nine to five. We're yeah. not stuck to a schedule. We typically are people that are networkers. So we are exactly. connected. Uh, we've got wide reach with so many people out there in the community uh, and so many great connections. Um, I remember uh, how many years ago now it was uh, Callwood Councillor uh, Saunders. Were you there? He no, was, I don't think so. He was talking about how realtors are the best because we're the ones that go to the kids' soccer games. We're the yeah. ones that volunteer oh, for yeah. this and that. And the real estate community, I, and I'm like, man, I'm glad somebody. Well, and like you said, the career lifestyle, I think, really creates those opportunities. And I think, I know I wrote a blog for the Canadian Real Estate Association on volunteering. And, and the nice thing is you can volunteer with whatever you're passionate about. It doesn't even have to be housing-related necessarily, but there's so many great organizations in Victoria. So just yeah, like as you said, let's let's call out those realtors and get more even involved. There, you know, there are professions out there that uh, part of their mandate is to volunteer. I can think yeah. of one right now, but I'm not going to mention them. Yeah. And you know, we go, oh, why are you volunteering for this? Well, I have to because that's part of my okay professional. So, yeah. So you're not really here because you want to be. You're not yeah. really here because you're giving. You're here because you need it for your whatever your right? criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Uh, back to questions. Okay. Right. Uh, so we were talking about sellers. Um, we already said, let's start listing high, then reduce later. Talked about when the best time is to sell. That's right. Oh, how about this one? How about this one? I'm going to hit you up with this one here. 
Let's do it. Uh, commissions. Oh. Yes. Uh, for a seller, are commissions negotiable? Well, everything's negotiable, right? That's always the first answer, right? Yep. But I always tell people, you know, we have a we have a set standard set of fees that we charge. Uh, and oh, hold on a second. Let's just be clear. Not yep. the real estate community. No, no, no. Sorry. We as a team, yes. we, we as a team, we have set what our fees so are. So realtors can determine their own. Every There is multitude of models, and I think that's good. I think that's good for business. I yeah. think it's good for the we, industry. We should, we should be very clear here. Yeah. The real estate community cannot set a fee because the Competitions Act Competition prevents Bureau. us from price fixing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean... So realtors really need to be able to demonstrate their value. Exactly. And that's right? what I mean. So there's a multitude of models out there, a multitude of different different fees but yeah. when someone say ask well I want to I want a discount I'll say why mm-hmm. <laughs> why you know we have we've we've served hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of buyers and sellers uh, and and they've been happy because we have provided the value yeah. and so if you do sit down with a, a realtor ask them you know what are your fees and what is the value that I receive for those fees and some realtors might that might be their business plan they might say well you know we'll do this we'll do that yeah well, and that's great right everyone's yeah. allowed to do what they want um, you know I always tell people well if this is if this is what I normally charge yeah. and I'm I'm that poor of a negotiator that I can't even negotiate with you for my own fee. I said, how how uh, in, impressed should you be with my services? And what happens when I turn around and negotiate your contract? Oh my for goodness, you? that's a good point. Like yeah, if, if you just roll over and play dead. Yeah. On your how, how much? If I can stand up for my own value and yeah. my, what my own services are, then you know I'm going to represent you to 100. percent Yeah. Because I believe in the value of your home. And right, I, I, so, so I guess what what I'm hearing from you, I agree with you too, is be a, a seller. Be wary of anyone who just rolls over and gives you a cut, because then you got to start wondering about what they're going to be like at the negotiation. Well, game. exactly, because then may, maybe their motivation is just to get the place sold as absolutely quickly as possible to move on to the next transaction, right? And so I think you want a strong negotiator, right? When we're talking of tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars with you know a lot of the properties here in Victoria, mm-hmm. you know you need someone that's going to go to bat for you. So they if they believe in themselves that much and what they stand for and what their services are when it comes to value, mm-hmm. then you know that they're going to stick up for you when it comes to a tough negotiation. This comes up every once in a while too. And you know, again, this is not a slight towards any of our community, yeah. but the reality is if you are producing an amount where you're only at the negotiation table for seller two or three times a year, uh, chances are you're going to be overpowered and outmaneuvered by somebody like you who's at the negotiation table 40 times a year. Well, yeah, right? it's experience, right? It's like any industry. It's like any practice. You know, I'm a big sports guy, and these, you know, the best players, they practice, they practice, they practice. They take a they thousand. Don't, they don't just go out twice a year. No, they take a thousand shots a day, right? And yeah. so that's what we do, right? We are out there doing you know a high amount of transactions, and that hones our skill. It sharpens, you know. And, and I think that kind of answers the question for a seller, too. What am I paying for? Yeah. Like, you know, okay, fees are high. Let's face it. I mean, it's not an inexpensive thing, right? But what are they getting? And they're getting that person who's practicing and doing those well, shots. A great stat that you always reference, and it goes back to about setting the list price too high. And where does that go is what is what is the sale price versus the original list price of the home? How good is an agent at, yeah, uh, yeah. at first of all, uh, picking the right price? Yeah. And secondly, negotiating. Exactly. Right. Right. Because if they're, if they're telling you the house is worth a million and then, but they're, but they're selling it for 850 well what grade is that yeah. right because a list price is only as good as the person who picks it for sure we're and the so, gatekeeper yeah. we're the negotiators exactly all right having q a and faq here with 
Uh, Kyle Kerr, he is a member of the Prime Real Estate team alongside myself and uh, Angie Angie Hill, our other partner, uh, also past president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, having a great conversation. Enjoy and it. I think we're done with the sellers. So when we take yeah. our break right now, we're going to talk about some typical buyer questions. Beautiful. And to the rest of our listeners, if you've got a question or you want to bring some of this up, make sure you find us on the CFAX website or call us, 250-414-6540. And by the way, if you're a podcast listener, don't forget iTunes or Google Play, you can find this and all the rest of our episodes online. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're doing a frequently asked questions and Q&A, questions and answers, with Kyle Kerr, fellow realtor, a partner at the Prime Real Estate Team at REMAX in Victoria, also past president of the Victoria Real Estate Board. We're having lots of fun. Thanks for coming, Kyle. Yeah, good, good. Thank well, you. And we're all done sellers now. Well, but... actually, there's one more question okay, that I wanted well, to ask let's, about. Let's yeah, get bef- that. Before we, cause we're, so we were talking about sellers. Now we're, uh, we'll be talking about buyers in just a moment here. Um, when a seller has this idea or notion of, I want to sell my house myself. Oh, right. And of course, you know, people want to do that because they want to save on fees. They want to save on commission. Yep. That's fair, right? W- w- what do you tell people when they, uh, when they mention that? Usually I'll say, go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> go. No, I, I, I kind of say that facetiously, but it's trying to help them understand first, like you said, why. And if it's just to save money, it's saying, okay, how are you setting the price of your home? Well, I went on, you know, I hear sometimes, well, I went on realtor.ca. and Which has the list price, but not the not sale, the sale price. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there are some d- different ways to look up some of that, that other type of info as well. But it's like, okay, how are you going to handle showings? How are you going to handle uh, the negotiation? You know, who's going to review the paperwork for you? Who is, you know, who is going to do all those types of things? And so I try to get a, a better sense of what, why, why they want to go that route and how they're planning on handling it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think, you know, scheduling showings, just... Just scheduling showings alone, and we talk about lockboxes and being present oh, and all that kind and of I, stuff. We've seen by owners that go, oh, I can't. No, sorry, you can't see the house tomorrow at 5. you got to wait until next, uh, you know, Thursday the 15th at uh, 9 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They don't, I don't think people understand how many, how much activity can actually happen when you actually truly put your home on the market. Accessibility and is important. It's huge. Yeah. Because if you someone... You can't sell can, a house you can't see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, what about you, though? What, what do you say? Oh, with a for sale by owner? Yeah. Uh, you know, so here's the thing, because if they want to save money on commission, uh, and anyone who's tried it, and anyone who's listening to our show right now knows what I'm just about to say, and that is, if you are a buy owner, first of all, you're not having the benefit of the Realtor.ca, the multiple listing service. Yeah, right? marketing. So realtors aren't coming to, they do not come to your door, right? Very few of them will. The yeah. desperate ones will because they can't find anything else. That's desperation, right? Yeah. But the other one is the buyers that they are attracting are the people that are all... If if a buyer wants to go directly to a seller, what are they trying to do? Save money as well. They're saying, hey, if there's no realtor, we want to save on commission. So if the buyer is going to you thinking they're saving commission and you, the seller, are thinking you're saving commission, but there's only one commission. Somebody's going to win there. It's going to be either the seller or it's going to yeah. be the buyer. And guess who it normally is? It's normally the buyer. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because you're over, you know, it's it's the kind of buyer who is used to going uh, to sellers directly. They will outmaneuver you with negotiation. That's yep. what we get paid for. Exactly. We get paid for the negotiation. Yeah, exactly. And the protection. Totally. Right? So, many, so many bad stories there. Uh, statistically, it's high. It's about... Um, 
something like 80% of buy owners end up listing for sale. Well, and that's exactly my point. And that's why sometimes I've said to people, go out, go out and try it, right? Go out, you know, I'll go through all my services and everything that we do. If you can first. sell it on your own, great. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. And I want people to feel that empowerment and the feel, yeah. the chance, the, the feeling that they have that choice. But as you said, sometimes I've let people go out. They call me a month later. Oh, you know, oh, wow. Yeah, I've I, didn't seen realize, I didn't realize how much of this is. And, yeah. you know, these people have been writing me these low ball offers and people want to come at 10 o'clock at night. And how do you handle all of this and the security of their home and all these other things that we provide? Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes that's the experiment they need to go through. Yeah. You know what we've been talking about in the past couple of minutes here? I got to say, if, if a consumer is wondering where the value of the realtor is, uh, you know, it's not it's not just the marketing. It's not just putting it on Realtor.ca. It's not just, uh, you know, the lockbox and showings and all that stuff. Really, it is the protection of their best interests, uh, specifically in the area of negotiation. Yeah. And it's not just the price, too. No, and, and dates and terms of contracts and, and all those different, you know, you know, pulling permits from the local municipality, double-checking warranties, yeah. the due diligence. Again, Knowing what to look for. Going back to sharpening those skills. Yeah. You know, I, I think about, as we transition into buyers here, I think about a buyer who I went and met with who had now was now ready to be a seller. And he said, oh, I bought this piece of property. He bought it privately. Okay. Oh, it's subdividable. I knew oh, as yeah. soon as I walked onto his property, yeah. before he, as soon as I walked, I said, no, it's not. You're in this situation. This, this area does not allow. Oh, well, the, the seller told me when I bought it, it's subdividable. Of course the seller would say that. Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah. so, and he was quite frustrated and he looked back at it and that was a case where he actually paid a little bit too much yeah. because it wasn't subdividable. And so it took me 10 seconds to know that. And that's what you're paying for sometimes is that value of the experience. You know, I ask people, I know how many local area plans have you studied? How many OCPs do you understand in different municipalities? Yeah, official community you know, plans, yeah, yeah, those types of things. And that, so that is what we do every day, yeah. right? If I have a legal problem, I go to a lawyer, yeah. right? If I need my knee fixed, I go to a doctor yes. <laughs> because they do it every single day. And that's sure. what we do. Yeah. And you want to go to one that's got experience. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the case of that, uh, you told me the story before about the, uh, about the seller, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes people assume they go, well, I'm buying it directly. Uh, I'm presuming the lawyer will tell me if it's subdividable or not. No. And that's yeah. outside of the lawyers. Yeah, lawyers are there, and, and we work with lawyers all the time, right? Sick yeah. Law Group, great, great group, and they review the land. They can review the charges on title. They can review the terms of the and contract. Tell you what it is, exactly, not what it can be. But verbal conversations, and this, and this crosses overall. Verbal conversations do not constitute a warranty on the contract, yeah. or or any type of promise or anything like that. So again, you might have had a v- verbal conversation with the, the seller, but if you don't tell your lawyer that and and have those conversations, they don't know as well. Yeah, they can't read your mind. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, buyers. Now it's time. Okay. We have just a few minutes left, but okay. we're talking about buyers. Uh, we'll do some rapid fire. Okay. Uh, we already talked about when's the best time to buy for sellers. I think that's the same story, right? Oh, how about this one? When you're buying, how much of a discount can I expect to get off the price? Oh, the golden question. Yeah. Uh, it all depends on the comparables, right? I always tell people you can't walk into every single listing and just say, I'm going to knock 10, 20, 30 grand off. That property could be very well priced. Uh, that probably could be very well priced and it might get into competition where it goes to slightly it above. It could be underpriced. It could be underpriced. Yeah. Exactly. So there's, there is no rhyme or formula. Every property has to be treated differently based upon the comparables. Yeah. Cause see. we do get people that go, oh, I want, you know, I want to buy a house 5% below list price. Doesn't matter what the list price is, but guess what? It does matter what the yeah. list price is. Yeah, yeah, I've had that multiple times where the clients say, "Oh, we're, this price is this place is overpriced, and we haven't even seen it yet." Yeah. And then we get there, and then I get the text from the realtor saying, "Hey, we've got an offer coming in." And my clients are like, "Whoa, whoa!" Yeah. Value is in the eye of the beholder, and 
even though you personally might want a discount, doesn't mean the market will react to that. Yeah. So this is something where we need to provide that buyer with data that shows information. Yeah. This is what the house can expect. And generally that's a quick conversation. Even when we're inside of a home, a lot of times people ask me, what's this place worth? And I'll say, I can't give you an exact number, but it does feel well-priced. It does feel maybe high price. You know, we can have that, that feeling of it. And then we can get back to the office and get you that information right away. You know, sometimes uh, consumers, buyers think they go, oh, you know, my realtor's strength will be in how much of a deal they can get us for the house. Well, you know, in 2014, 15, 16, it was the other way, which is I want the realtor that can get me the house. Exactly. I got to fight for it. You know, somebody who's skilled and knows how to do that. Yeah, when we had a massive amount of down, uh, massive amount of demand, and uh, you know, such historically low inventory, it wasn't about what that price is and down; it was what that price is above. Yeah. And so that point was really understanding. Well, there's seven other competing offers. What is? The, how much experience have you had with that? You needed a buyer's agent who had great experience with multiple offers yeah. to know you where to benchmark. That's a good question to, to ask. How yeah. many times? How many times have you been successful in multiple offers? Yeah, both for buyers and sellers, yeah. right? So if you're a seller and, you, and you're thinking you're in a, a hot market or a hard neighborhood ask your list potential listing agent how many times have you dealt with multiple offers how do you deal with this that's an area that can be that where an agent can flub oh huge yeah right there's it's a little stressful there's multiple contracts coming in you need us as your realtor to be calm cool and collected and experience brings that right oh i've seen this a million times i gotta say this is a call out for us too it was uh not last year not the year before i guess it was 2018 or 17, yeah. uh, our list price to sale price, the prime real estate team, we were at 102%. Exactly. So we sold over list price pretty well everything. Anyways, yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, from a buyer standpoint, if they do a building inspection and there's bad stuff on it, can they renegotiate their price? You can try. You know, you can go back. It all depends on what it is, right? I always tell people, you know, because most of the homes in Victoria aren't new homes, right? You know, if you're buying in the West Shore, there's a lot of newer construction there, but a lot of the homes we're buying. So, you know, some inspectors will say, well, this isn't code. Well, the house was built in 1960, so of course it's not not today's code. code, Not today's code. Uh, So you can always try. I always say if it's something substantial that you didn't know, notice beforehand, there might be an opportunity. Perimeter drains are totally plugged and leaking. That might be something where you want to try to negotiate, but it depends on the seller situation. Yeah. If it was a if it was a competing offer that got you the property, and now you're doing your due diligence during conditions, you might not have the opportunity to renegotiate because the seller says, "Well, I've got two people waiting for me." Yeah. So you, you have to be comfortable in moving forward with the property, and that's why we have conditions on an offer to protect the the buyer. But every situation is going to be different, and it depends on the type. If there's, if there's some paint chips in one of the bedrooms, <laughs> yeah. you're probably not going to get a discount, right? Yeah. It's got to be within reason, exactly. Yeah, or it should be. I would hope so. Yeah, it yeah. depends on the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's for sure. Uh, now, uh, how about this one from a buyer standpoint? Why do I need representation? I want to buy directly through the listing agent to get a better deal. Why should a buyer get representation? Well, I think I touched base on that story I gave earlier, right? You know, a, buy, a buyer yeah, a, a buyer went in, thought a property was subdividable, didn't have true representation. So it goes back to why does a seller need representation? You need someone fighting for your best interest, right? Where do you get answers to certain questions? Hey, there is a process. You don't even know what questions to ask. No, exactly, yeah. right? You know, I've had it with clients before. They don't. They didn't realize that new homes within the first 10 years have a new home warranty. But if an owner builder built it themselves, then there's, a, you know, there's all these little nuances when it comes to different types of properties properties, septics, wells, all these different types of things. Who do I call? Do I need to get that looked at? 
asbestos in homes and, and all those types of things. Someone that's listening to who you are, understanding your lifestyle, understanding what you need in a property and want to do with it, and then making sure that I always say as a buyer's agent, my job isn't into talking you into buying homes. It's to talk you out of buying homes because mm. it, I'm there to protect you. And right. So it's not about me selling you a property. It's about me protecting your best interests and making sure you're ready. You yeah. know, I'm glad you brought that up because this is, this is another thing too. There, there, and again, going back to that very beginning story of people saying, Oh, all you really say people, all you want to do yeah. is you want to make, you know, make a commission. Right. But, but you know, what you're saying here is you want to make sure that buyer makes the right decision. Oh, I, well, I right? want, we want clients for life. I think, you know, we, we stand by that motto. And so yeah. I want you to buy the home and in four to five to seven to 10 years, you were so happy with my services. You know, you got the right place. You knew all of the potential issues that could be there that you actually call me back yeah. <laughs> and say, I want you to sell the home, yeah. right? I want a great experience. You know, 90, over 90% of our business at the prime team is, is repeat and referral mm-hmm. and, and, and recommendations. In the past, yeah. And I, I want it. I want to do that. I want people to be so happy with, with my service. So me protecting them yeah. and saying, Hey, you, you got us out of buying a really bad house, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause you oh, know, we've done that so often. Yeah. 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 People that you dodged a bullet. And I've had, I have a client's like, why don't you want me to buy this house? And I say, cause I don't think it's the right home for you. And, yeah. and people that say they want one thing and they get, they get attracted to something that's bright and shiny and, and that's our job. Well, so, you know, ultimately it's the buyer's decision. It is. Right? Oh, that's yeah. How, that's how we yeah. operate. But but sometimes, you know, they need to be, it needs to be explained. Well, you can't buy this as two bedrooms. You need a third bedroom for your kids. Exactly. Right? Or yeah. things like that. Right? I always feel better, at least on my conscience, that if I've told them my honest truth, that yeah. I don't think this is the right property, I'll still represent you. I'll still get you the best deal. I'll negotiate the heck out of this transaction, but still up at least them. I've told you my personal thoughts yeah. and given you my opinion. Uh, that's you, so, you know what? I don't think we got through our 12 questions. No. We had some great conversation. I think so. I think we've got a lot of content there. I think your viewers will be able to follow, do any follow-up questions. We well, can always, we can always re- do this again. And it's a reminder to our listeners, uh, download us on iTunes or Google Play. Yeah. Uh, great conversation. Thanks for coming, Kyle. Yeah, thank uh, you. And we'll get you back. Sounds great. Yeah, Looking and for the rest of our listeners, uh, we'll be here for you this time next week.